Hey, security peeps, we are live with another edition of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. I am Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter, demystifying cybersecurity careers for this month, Cybersecurity Awareness Month. I am here with two amazing people. First, my fabulous co-host, Chris Folon. Say hi to everybody, Chris. Hey, everyone. Hope you're having a great day. And our guest for today, special guest for day number 14, Craig Evans. Say hi to everybody, Craig. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? Hope you're having a great day. So Craig, I love Craig. I um, happened upon his post on LinkedIn the other day, and it made me laugh out loud. Um, and he will get into how, you know, what he's been doing. But Craig, 18 months ago, was an operations manager at Krispy Kreme. He is in Bristol in, in England. He was uh, an operations manager there, decided to get into security. And now, you know, 18, for fast forward 18 months to, to last month, and he gets a new role. And so, Craig, tell everybody what you did, Craig. And while you're doing that, I'm going to try to bring up the... Um, the actual talk i mean the the, uh, the post on linkedin <laughs> no problem yeah absolutely yeah so as you say uh, about 18 months ago i kind of um, i was working for Krispy Kreme. um i was kind of opening new stores for them um through the uk and ireland um did a lot had lots of travel and what have you and just kind of decided that my career had kind of got away from me a little bit and i wasn't i was kind of doing i was working for all the wrong reasons i was working for money and promotion and not um uh, there is, um, and, and not for something that I, that I was passionate about or enjoy. So I took the decision to go away and get some certifications. Uh, I got through um, CompTIA A plus, Network uh, plus, Security plus, and then the uh, EC Council CEH. Um, and I've been yeah, I've been on a job hunt since really. So I was lucky enough that I came across a fantastic um, company in the UK called Norm Cyber. Who were um, who were willing to take a bit of a gamble on me, um, and I'm kind of you know just up to a month in, and uh, and it's been incredible so far. Um, so it's definitely been a challenge. I think we all know that um, entry into cyber, uh, particularly for somebody who hasn't got an IT background, is difficult. Um, but hopefully, I can offer some of my experience today and and uh, help people. Um, understand what they may or may not need to do in order to in order to benefit from um, an entry level opportunity the same as I have. Right. So, Craig, I think, like I said, I'm showing this posting because this was too funny for me when I saw this. I <laughs> laughed out loud when I saw that you had Norm Cyber's new signing, breaking news, and. What's amazing about it? Well, first and foremost, I was like, "Is this real news? Like, what's going on here?" And then I and then I laughed, and I was, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal this one." This is another one. <laughs> so good. It was so it was so eye catching, you know. Um, so definitely love that. So I'm gonna go back to our little screen Thank you. here and um, just chat about where you started. So you know, what even made you say, "Okay, I'm you know I'm interested in security." Like, what? How did that happen? Yeah, I think so. You know, my my background is is very much kind of you know I worked in pubs and bars for a long time. Then I went into retail, and then I went to a bit of retail project management after that. And um, it was, as I said, it was just something I kind of I just went with a tide. I kind of left college, uh, left school. Sorry, didn't really know what I wanted to do. 
um, and just kind of got a job in a bar. Then I got offered the shift management position. Then he moved into management, and it just it just kind of progressed from there, really. Um, and I was just content with earning good money, and I was there was nothing more important, you know. Th- th- that's all I was there for. Um, and my little my my first little man was born three years ago. Um, and as as children do, they change your world. Um, and uh, and I got to about eighteen months where I was on the road quite a lot. I, you know, I can miss a lot of first steps. And I just kind of looked at myself and thought, well, one, I, I don't like the job um, as much as I probably should do. It, it, you know, Krispy Kreme as a brand is fantastic. I know there are a lot of people out there that love the brand and love the donuts, but um, you know, and, and and generally they were a great company. But it wasn't it wasn't what I wanted to do. So I just kind of reset and restocked a little bit and kind of thought, right, where do I want to go? Um, IT in general was my kind of first starting point. I started doing a bit of research around that. Um, I've always been really tech passionate, so that kind of navigated itself quite well. Um, and then the more research I did, the more I came across cybersecurity, and I just thought, absolutely, you know what? That, that's the sphere I want to be, and that, that's where I want to be. Um, you know, no two days the same. You're all, you know, you've always got the opportunity to learn. Um, and I just became really passionate, and I kind of thought, I, you know, I really need to make this happen. So that, that's kind of how it started for me, really. Um, and then, obviously, I said I went away, um, uh, bought a course bundle, started progressing through the courses. And, you know, from that day, I've never looked back, if I'm completely honest. It's been fantastic. And and for those that are looking to transition from a totally non-IT background, it sounds like, um, to something in IT or IT security, what were some of the transferable skills that um, – you felt helped you and made that transition uh, easier. Yeah, I think most most of my transferable skills came from um, kind of the project management side, um, where you know you, your, your it's your task management um, uh, research was obviously really important as well. So that kind of lends itself quite well into that. Um, and, and they were the main key things. I think, um, if I'm honest, there wasn't a lot that I could that, that I felt I could bring um, transfer across. Um, but I've worked really hard in terms of, you know, gaining more technical experience, um, and 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 uh, I worked really particularly hard on the job search itself because, um, it, as we say, it is it is quite difficult to navigate. Um, and uh, there are a few things out there that you can do in order to, in order to give yourself a better chance of that landing that first role. Okay. And when it comes to that job search, um, can you describe like what it was like? Because that's what a lot of people love hearing yeah. that you're not alone in that strenuous search. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think the key thing was I recognized quite early on that there are certain attributes you needed to have in order to navigate that what is a minefield a little bit. Um, You know, you need to be determined. You need to be thick-skinned. You know, I think in total I probably applied for about 70 different roles, you know, by the time I got – I kind of um, started with Norm. Um, You need to be passionate about a topic. You need to be, um, you know, be prepared to leave your comfort zone. Um, you know, you, you're going to have to do things that, you know, you, you, your likelihood of getting a job just by clicking on apply on job boards is, is really low. Um, you know, you've got to work and, and get yourself out there, to, you know, in order to get and have conversations with people. So they understand you. They understand what drives you. They understand why, you, why you're doing the things you're doing. Um, and if you can start to create a bit of a personal bond, um, then, you, you know, you, you're more likely to be recommended or thought about in the future. 
Wow. Um, so many of the, the, the tips we, we give on a regular basis. Um, when it comes to like your resume and trying to get to that recruiter, that hiring manager, any tips there? Yeah, I think um, obviously, you know, in the modern world, you need to tailor your CV and probably more importantly, um, LinkedIn profile to match where you want to go. I think um, once you've done that, that's a really good starting point. And then you can start to think about um, uh, directly contacting people. So what I did, I you know, I did things like um, I contacted quite a lot of smaller companies just because. I started off with a bit of a mixed bag, but I found the smaller companies were more, you know, the startups, the, the they, they were more likely to, um, you were more likely to get through and talk to a person. Um, and then once you get into engage and get into that conversation, that then really kind of helped them think about you rather than a, you know, a CV or an email. It's too easy to delete. It's too easy to skim over. So, um, you know, be aggressive about it, you know, and, and, not, you know, majority of the people I spoke to, they appreciated the approach um, just because it was very different to what everybody else was doing. And I think that's what you—that's that, the mindset I, I, I felt like I need to have. I couldn't do what everybody else was doing because everybody else has three, four, five years experience. So if I was doing the same things, then they were ahead of me in that sense. So you need to become quite competitive about it, um, and 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 you know, kind of going out there and doing those kind of things. You know, people will then refer you in terms of LinkedIn profiles. I did a lot of work um, speaking to industry professionals um, and, uh, you know, kind of people who were willing to mentor, for example. Um, I I just tried to sap up as much insider knowledge as I could from anybody I could get it from. Um, and that really kind of helped me understand what my next steps were, um, where maybe I could go away and gain experience um, without being in a corporate environment, you know, there, you know, you can you can go out and volunteer for w- working for company. That's what I did. The, the way I landed my role was that I, I worked for Norm for a few weeks, um, volunteering, basically working for free. And I know not everybody is going to be in a position to do that, but even if you can do that in a little in, in a little sense, it's a win-win. You know, you, you're gaining that commercial experience. You know, charity work. Are there charities out there that could utilize your skills? Um, you know, I provided services, so I provided, uh, I was kind of doing repairs and malware removal and things like that as well. And all of these things are things that you can build up that kind of bridge that um, experience gap that a lot of us do face when we try to enter cybersecurity. Wow. Uh, Renee and I are, are writing a, a book about this, and it felt like you touched every single topic <laughs> that, that we'd ever talk about, like from from mentoring to volunteering to gaining experience to um, informational interviews for, from industry professionals. Um, yeah. You you really, uh, I think, I mean, it just could be me, but I think all your professional experience allowed you to be more outgoing and to have to to be bolder to have those types of conversations um that i don't think someone just coming out of school would think to have um because you've had that that professional experience already yeah i agree Um, i think that that um having that background that you had in understanding and knowing using your transferable skills to help you break in was key 
Yeah, no, I absolutely, completely, completely agree. And I think um, it's like the the comfort zone thing. I think is quite important as well. You know, the you know when when I first started approaching companies, I wasn't entirely comfortable. I, I kind of you know you have you have you have doubts, and you kind of think, do I belong in this? You know, do I belong here? Should I be having these conversations? And, and the more you do it, the more comfortable you become with it. Um, and, and and that's the key is is be brave. You know, if you if you wanted that bad, then be brave, um, you know, keep chipping away at it and you'll get there. You will get there. And we still have these moments. I mean, even I still have these moments. Um, and imposter syndrome is a real it, thing yeah. because there's this industry is so broad. It's ever changing. And I think if you ever get to the point where you feel like you know everything, um, maybe you need to get a little humble pie and, and realize that there's still so much more out there. Um, when it comes to any of the other um, tips and tricks that you have, what do you think um, would be most helpful for someone else? Um, what would be most helpful? I think um, you know the, the key things I, I really do think are around. Um, I said being brave. I think um, you know don't let don't let nerves or or um, imposter syndrome um, you know don't don't let those hold you back. I think there is absolutely a place for a lot of people out there. Um, you'll get a, not, a lot of knockbacks. You know don't don't take it personally. I think the way what I learned was that the seeds you sow now aren't necessarily going to get you a job in a week's time, but they may get you a job in a month's time. Um, so. You know, plant as many of those, those seeds as possible. You know, I, I mean, my, my personal view, having gone through the experience, is you know, you you're, you're probably ninety percent in terms of chances of your first opportunity. Ninety percent of that is going to come from your own networking and your own conversations, and you you have an outside shot on a job board. Um, so you know, take that approach. Be brave. You know, post a video of yourself um, talking about who you are and where you're from. Be different. Um, and, and I think that if you, if you could do that, it shows passion, dedication, um, and, and, and people respect that. I think I think there are a lot of um, senior industry professionals out there who, who who respond quite well to that. I would agree with you. I think that um, people like actually we were and Chris. I don't know if you were on this one, but I don't think you were. We were on with a CISO, James Azar, the other day, and he was talking about he didn't hire someone because they were not brave. He asked the person on the interview, he said, one of the things he asks is, he says, can you show me blog posts that you wrote and posted and blog, blog, blog posts that you wrote and did not post? And the person brought in a blog post that he did not post. And the blog post was, you know, I guess it was controversial, but it was spot on. And he said that he walked away and said, wow, this is a fantastic blog post. Why didn't you post it? And the person couldn't defend or didn't feel comfortable posting it. Um, and I had asked them because uh, I said I could see that, especially when you talk about imposter syndrome, I could totally see that from someone who is more junior. Um, but I asked them if, if this person, you know, was the person more seasoned? Was it was the person more entry level? And he said the person had been in the in the field for about five years or so. So he felt that this person would not be able to really defend themselves or stand up or you know have that conversation. Um, and so we, you know, we went back and forth because my my point was more around. Um, maybe being brave in person, maybe in a small group they could talk about it, but didn't feel like they wanted to put it on blast on, on, on LinkedIn. Uh, but we went back and forth about that. But the truth of the matter is he did not hire the person. 
Um, and he wanted to go with somebody who was brave. So, I mean, to your point, everything that you're bringing up right now, I want to reiterate um, because that is clearly it has happened. It, 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 it has happened. It will happen. You know, people want to have employees that are going to take a stand. So a couple comments are coming in now. For some reason, folks, LinkedIn did not load initially when we started. So I am here. Chris and I are here with Craig Evans. Craig uh, just recently broke into the industry less than a month ago. So he is the perfect person to come on here and talk about uh, his experiences. He has uh, he was at Krispy Kreme before and then he came over and he is now in the industry. So he's an operations manager, store operations manager. Right. So you were in retail. You were in the retail store. You were in corporate. Yeah, so well, it, it, that's where I started. I worked through most of that, and then um, I managed the new store opening program, um, which was uh, all the openings in the UK and Ireland. Um, so I managed to open kind of over a hundred stores in five years. Okay. Um, so, so it kind of progressed into that. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Got it. Okay. A couple uh, comments. Oh, okay. Chris, you want to add something before I do comments? No, go ahead. Okay, so JJ, hey JJ, you do belong here, Craig. That's when you were talking about uh, imposter syndrome. Hi JJ. Uh, <laughs> uh, this person says, yes, be brave and get some hands-on experience some way, somehow, which is what Craig did. So for any of you that people who are now joining on LinkedIn, we started probably about 15 minutes ago. So take a look at the YouTube at the end of this so you can see the beginning. Um, but Craig talked about volunteering at the company that he's at now. So he went and he worked there for free for a couple of weeks and then they hired him on. So talk about getting that hands-on experience at the place where they could see you and say, oh, wow, you know, we want to hire you. Um, so Reginald says uh, he has the, the same feeling in IT. Um, and Macman says it gets better with time because you may be wondering if what you have is what the hiring manager wants. So about that whole being brave and, you know, getting your hands dirty. I think when people get more comfortable and they get more experience, then they feel, you know, a, a lot more comfortable defending, you know, things that they write and things. But to both of your point and all of our points in terms of imposter syndrome, because things move so fast and everyone's trying to be to, you know, be right, know things and not end up, you know, with your foot in your mouth, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> so, Craig, you don't have a degree. That's another thing that I want to demystify. No. So again, demystifying this this month in particular, Cyber Awareness Month, for all the folks that are watching out there that don't know much about cybersecurity, that they think it's a mystery. Um, I was on a call yesterday, actually, uh, and had um, this cool discussion. Actually, I was talking to a young a lady from CNBC. It was pretty, pretty cool. And, you know, saying it's all, it seems to be a mystery. Anyone that's outside of the field, anyone that's outside, it's one big mystery to people, you know, seasoned, junior, like, you know, young people, older people, if you are not within the industry, it's one big mystery. And one of the things that I think people, one of the biggest myths is that you got to be a genius. You have to understand coding. You have to have a degree in computer science. You know, all of those things um, come up. So Craig here <laughs> was working at Krispy Kreme 18 months ago. So Craig does not have a degree. Talk to us about that, Craig. What made you say, you know, I don't have a degree, like the path that you took and why did you go the path that you took versus trying to go and get a degree in the, in the industry? 
Yeah, I think uh, you know, a lot. A lot of it comes back to when I was younger. Um, as a lot of people are that age, you're, you're quite immature. Um, I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. I went away and you know I, I trained as a, um, a, f- a fitness instructor for a while. I tried kind of a handful of things and just nothing really stuck. Um, and I'm quite from quite a quite a strong kind of working class background um, where where you know people a lot of people didn't go to university and i you know the the most important thing for me at the time um it, it ended up it was the wage it was you know so i just kind of went out and started working um and my career progressed from there and and unfortunately that was kind of the you know i look on it now in reflection and think that was the the wrong starting point and um and it should have been where i'm at but um you know never too late um you know shockingly i'm you know, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say, you know, I'm 42 now. So, um, you know, to make the change that late as well, um, uh, again, we use, the, we, use the, we use the phrase again, be brave. Um, but, you know, I, I, it, it took me a while to, to think about it because, you know, I had to take a very large salary cut in order to, in order to make that switch as well. But um, I think, uh, you know, I, I don't look at it in terms of looking back. I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward. I've got 25 years of my career left. Um, so, you know, what, what should I be doing in that time? And I just took that approach to it. And I think um, hopefully I landed in the right place. Nice, nice. And one of the questions uh, talked about uh, what certs do you have? And just for those that are just tuning in, yeah. um, you mentioned that you went out and you got the A+, Net+, and Security+. Um, what were some of the other things that you did for experience outside of volunteering um, and... Um, doing like the services, the malware removal yeah. services, things like that. What, what did you do to gain experience? Yeah, so I did I did the um, uh, CH as well. So I did the okay. um, Certified Ethical Hacker as well. Um, I created my own lab. So um, I created my own virtual network and and that allowed me to um, to kind of gain experience on various things um, that, you know, kind of hadn't come in contact with before. Um, I did additional courses on things like Udemy, um, other other course providers out there, of course. Um, but I, yeah, I did things like you know uh, Linux training. I did some um, uh, hacking. At, uh, I've been on um, uh, Try Hack Me as well, um, where I was utilizing those those kind of platforms to kind of hone some of the skills and kind of completing some of the rooms through there. Um, you know, there's there's a whole host of, of things I probably can't even mention, but you know, every single day in the lead up to to this role was 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 all about um, you know was was all about gaining more and more experience. Um, so there's a lot of textbook reading. There was a lot of practical stuff as well. As I said, through the you know my uh, virtual virtual network environment and um, a lot of the online platforms, as, as I said, like Try Hack Me or what have you. So um, I tried to balance it up as much as I could. So it wasn't just classroom and book learning. There was there was lots of practical experience where I could get it as well. Sounds like you have a blog post in, in the making there. <laughs> funny, <laughs> funny you say that. I literally started drafting one last night. <laughs> totally. Coming, coming to a screen near you. <laughs> so Patrick, well, I mean, you already answered this, but he talk, talk, asked about the software and applications that were best for you to train on. And he said, did someone say donuts? Yes, we said donuts. <laughs> oh, <we> <laughs> So you already answered that. Okay, JJ says here, 42 years old, not a day past 20. <laughs> I always like JJ. <laughs> JJ's pretty awesome. Um, and then this person says, 
perfect example of how to break into cybersecurity. So that is so, so true. A lot of people talk about the what, you know, this is really the steps to how you did it, which is pretty, pretty amazing. Pretty, pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, when it came to some of the, the interviewing skills, um, what were some of the blockers that you had um, while interviewing with, with companies? Like, what were some of the objections they, they put up and how, how did you handle some of them as someone just breaking into the industry? Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I, I only managed a handful of interviews. Um, I think, um, as I said earlier, you know, you, you need to be thick skinned. Um, I think you, you, you need to take the small wins as well. I'm probably digressing a little bit here, but I think, you know, when you get a call from a recruiter, that's a win. You know, the, all the work you put in, a win is not just landing that first role. A win is everything that leads you to that. So, you know, if you get to, if you, if you're, um, if you're calling up companies and you manage to get through to a, you need, you need, need you get past kind of a receptionist into a hiring manager, that's a win. Because you're having that those conversations and you're planting those seeds. Um, I think in terms of interviewing, I think I generally did okay in most of my interviews. I felt, um, but a lot of the time I would get feedback, come back and say, "And we went with somebody with experience." And I think, um, and and I think that's that's difficult. I think because it, you know, you you as as hard as you work, you you kind of it's something you can't necessarily navigate or improve on. But that that's where. That's where the other elements of your application become really important about your passion, your drive. You know, tell people what you're doing in order to bridge that experience gap because they'll appreciate it. You know, as long as, you know, a lot of hiring managers will think that we're all just out there clicking apply on job boards and not even looking at applications. And, and the reality is a lot of us don't do that. A lot of us physically will read a job description. A lot of us will put in that work. Um, so tell people what you're doing. Um, and that's where I think the... The, the personal conversations outweigh what you'll get from an interview. Obviously, interviews are important, but I think if somebody really gets to know you and what makes you tick, I think they're more likely to give you that opportunity. Yes, Craig. Um, so I'm happy that a couple of things here. Leighton says he was the one that said um, the perfect example of how to break into cybersecurity. And Leighton, I don't know if you know him, but Leighton is no. one of really good buddy of ours, a friend to the show, as I say, <laughs> and a cybersecurity <laughs> super recruiter too. Leighton, I'm going to um, bother you to see if we could get you back on here with another friend that's hint, hint, coming on on Thursday. Um, okay, so then Nathan says, agreed, there's no set path to becoming an information security practitioner. It's all about perseverance, dedication, and self-study. Also, practice, practice, practice. So again, for people who are completely, you know, outside of the field watching, these are some of the ways that people are, are breaking in. I'm going to try to bring up your post again um, <laughs> to show the people that weren't here at the beginning of this, because I think it's just so funny. And this is how I met Craig. So another question coming in is um, from Reginald. How did you know that the company was even taking volunteers? And this is a great question because somebody reached out to me about wanting to volunteer with one of the companies that I partner with. And um, that that's really, you know, this is a cool question, Reginald. I, I actually want to know myself. Yeah. So I think um, when I was uh, when I was engaging with companies, when I was talking to hiring managers or department heads or, or whoever it would be, um, I kind of sounded the conversation a little bit. 
Um, so gauging as to whether or not they were kind of buying into what I was telling them a little bit. And um, I was, I, I would I would openly say at that point, you know, kind of, um, you know, uh, if you've got anything paid, fantastic. Um, but for me, it's all about the experience. It's all about um, bridging those gaps that I currently have. Um, and, you know, if even if it's an opportunity to work with you guys for a couple of weeks just to learn what you do, then, then that would be appreciated. Because at the very least, you come away from that with a few weeks in the environment. It may only be a few weeks, but it's better than having nothing in there. Um, so I, I openly kind of was happy to kind of ha- ask those kind of questions. Um, the the company that um, I started with recently, Norm, they uh, I had numerous conversations with their chief technical officer around um, uh, an opportunity they had coming up. Um, unfortunately, it looked like that was about to kind of not fall through, but there would have been a bit of a delay on it. So that's when I then kind of opened up and said, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to come and work with you guys for a few weeks for free while, while this pans out and let's see where it takes us. Um, and hopefully I can show you what I'm about. Um, and, and that's kind of how I how I started with Norm. And then, yeah, as of kind of, you know, a week or two ago, um, I got the permanent position. So, but again, just don't be, don't be afraid to ask the question. Okay. At, the, at the end of the day, um, you know, it, it, you, you have to look at what an employing manager is looking for as well. And, you know, by taking you on, it probably can be considered a gamble for them. So if you if you if you offer to volunteer for a short period, then they're going to see what you're about and how what you can bring in a live environment. Plus, you get the hands-on experience, so it's a win-win really, um, and that's quite a good way to navigate the the fear that employees employers may have around taking on somebody you know who hasn't been tried and tested. Yeah, it's really. I think for for those that are that can do it, um, it's kind of a put your money where your mouth is situation um, for the employers. Like, oh, yep, he's willing to stand up that he really can do it. Let's put it to the test. Yeah, totally. And I have to say, Norm. uh, I mean, Craig. (laughs) I have to say, Craig. I'm reading this thing. It's like Norm Cyber. I have to say, Craig. (laughs) Actually, I volunteer. It's funny that you, you know, as you're telling your story, I'm thinking about a story with me about 10 years ago, and I went and I volunteered at an organization, and I truly was volunteering. It wasn't really about me um, looking for an opportunity, but I was in between roles, and I volunteered. And lo and behold, I ended up getting offered the job at the at that company. So. It totally happens, not only in security, we're talking about security, but in other places as well. But for everyone that didn't see or joined us late, Craig is in um, in England right now. He created this post, which made me laugh out loud. Craig has only been on LinkedIn, what, three weeks, you said, Craig? No, no, it's probably about eight, eight weeks, seven or eight weeks, I think I've been on oh, LinkedIn wow, now. Like so um, much longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've physically been on LinkedIn for a long time. I just never utilized it. Never, never. It was kind of a, I kind of, I felt like I had to be on it because everybody else was on it kind of thing, but never posted, never joined, never got engaged. Um, and then eight, about eight weeks ago, I started to get engaged and, um, I, and I've absolutely loved it. Um, it's such a positive platform. Um, there are so many great people out there who are willing to help. Um, and, you know, I've learned uh, loads from it so um yeah no looking back yeah absolutely but when you say no 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 eight nine weeks like it's you know <laughs> that's my last allow like such a long time so crazy been on here for eight weeks he put this post out i totally cracked up breaking news post norm cyber's new signing and he's walking into the office 
And so I laughed and, you know, immediately said, we got, we have to bring you on the show because I want to learn about more about how you broke into this industry so quickly. You know, you had this prior and he, he writes this up. I'll put, I'll tag it. Um, but Craig was, you know, he wrote up how he was in, um, working in Krispy Kreme um, and then transitioned over to getting this new hire, getting this new opportunity. And it was so compelling and exactly the types of things that we want to um, you know, display here on Breaking Into Cybersecurity. So Craig, we are at the 31 minute mark. We usually wrap at 30 minutes. Uh, Chris, you wanna ask your final question? Well, somebody asked a good question here. He said, Nathan says, where to from here for you, Craig? So what's next? Are you going to get more certification? So he asks if, is it the OSCP, the SUM, the CCSP, the CISSP? And I will add on to that and say, you know, what put that into your, like, what is next? You can't say what's next for you in your career because you're just going to be like, <laughs> head down growing. <laughs> what's next? Yeah, I think, I think in the short term, it's very, very much so, um, uh, it's going to be very centralized in in around norm they've got some training programs and things they want to put me through so um, i'll absolutely kind of prioritize prioritize that in the short term the longer term um i think um uh, red teaming is probably where i want to be long term so um the ejpt potentially then on to the oscp is probably where i'm thinking um it's all uh you know I, i've only been in the industry a couple of weeks so um let's see how that plays out you know i'm currently working in blue team so that may absolutely be where i want to be long term you know um so let, let's see where that takes but um i currently have a five-year plan listed out and, and that's kind of where where i see myself um for the more uh, where i see myself now um but keep, watch the space who knows i love it i love it and if you had to summarize um your journey into one piece of advice what would that be um, I, I think e easily it comes back to what I've probably said numerous times during this, during this conversation is that be brave, believe in yourself, um, and, and understand it is difficult, but you reap what you sow. So, you know, you sow those seeds, they may, they may take three or four weeks before they start to sprout, but they will sprout. Just keep at it. Don't be afraid. Um, just keep going because, there are definitely opportunities out there for it. If you if you work hard enough and and, and you believe in yourself, then you know, just just do it. Go for it. It's there. Awesome, excellent advice, Craig. Well, for someone who's been in the industry for a couple three weeks on in in the in the game, eight weeks on LinkedIn, you definitely <laughs> <laughs> have hit the pinnacle by getting on to breaking into cybersecurity. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, audience, for being here and, and chiming in with your great comments and questions. As usual, we love you. Chris, my brother from another mother, thank you for being here as well. And um, we will see everybody tomorrow. So day 15, halfway through the month, woohoo, <laughs> with more episodes of Breaking Into Cybersecurity Surprise Guests every day for the month of October. Bye, everybody. All right. Take care. Thanks for having me.